That's pretty good. Welcome to the show, listeners. Good to be here with you. I'm Tofa. I'm here with Billy. I thought you introduce you. I thought you were pointing at me to introduce myself. I was. Yeah. Why was I gesturing? You've yeah. got you to wonder. You it's fucked up. Famously in audio format. <laughs> and I'm Billy. <laughs> and how are you, Billy? I'm actually really good. Bought myself a Nintendo Switch in the Black Friday sale, so I've been playing a lot of Nintendo. Good for you, mate. Yeah, Mario, Pokemon, Zelda, all the good ones. I could talk for ages. It's like it's like Game Show Network. It's like my new Game Show Network. Mm. Just, uh, but are, just the game sh- are the game shows suffering because of the Switch? Yes. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm doing both at once. That's the beauty of game shows. You can watch them while playing, and the beauty of the Switch is that you don't need your TV. So, I'm doing a lot of both, actually. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing very well. But we're not part of a game show or a Switch podcast. And nor does Nintendo sponsor this show. No, they should. If they'd like to. <laughs> well, no, you've already got the thing. You don't- That's true. I did already buy it. How are you doing anyway? How's your week been? Uh, fine. Thanks, mate. Doing good. <laughs> That's good. We, this week, were uh, guesting on the IMDb Journey podcast. We went back for a rematch. We were their first guests, and it's their one-year anniversary, so we went back to have a bit of a replay. And Great fun, as was the first time we were there. Yes, and just like the first time we were there, we lost big time <laughs> on two of the games. Dead set embarrassed ourselves. Uh, there was also a draft of top ten romantic couples, which, if you're out there, hop on them Twitters and vote for Team because <laughs> that's us, and we're losing. <laughs> when I listened to there a show that we were on, I realised that I misheard one of the questions that I got wrong. And I messaged you immediately. I was like, oh, dude, I actually, I knew the answer. I just misheard it. And I was messaging those guys just going, hey, you know, it was great fun again. Good episode. And I was like, look, just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that one. And you're probably thinking, you know, how low is my self-worth that I need <laughs> to you to sure know? They knew. Um, yeah, that's how low. And did they write back, well, you still would have lost eight to two? <laughs> they were nicer than that. <laughs> it's because they're good blokes. They are. <laughs> but All right. Did we get to the movies this week? Is the sure question. did. What did we watch? Creed number two. That's right. Now, this movie kind of snuck up on me. I don't know if you felt this way, but I felt that this movie was completely unhyped, at least in the country we live in. I'd agree. Definitely. Like, my, my other half- said to me like a week before it came out, hey, is there going to be a Creed 2? And I was like, it comes out next week. Yeah, I don't know. About, I she mean, didn't even know it existed. I avoid trailers anyway, so I wouldn't have seen one online, but I don't remember seeing any trailers in cinemas. And, you know, we see one movie a week. <laughs> so Creed 2 is directed by Stephen Capel Jr. and written by Jewel Taylor and Sylvester Stallone. Stars Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, Dolph Lundgren, Florian Montanu, Wood Harris, and Felicia Rashad. Not directed by Ryan Coogler. No, it is not. And- Because he went off to do Black Panther. And make all of the money. Which Creed 2 kind of ripped off the storyline from. <laughs> yeah, I can, Guy yeah. at the beginning is kind of the king. There's a fight halfway through, which you know he's going to lose because it's only halfway through. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I bet he wins at the end. <laughs> Black Panther. I, yeah, I dig that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you What did you think though? We both spoken about the first Creed and how we we thought it was good. Yeah, I was fine with Creed. I was like, I was pleasantly surprised from what I would have thought it would be. 
had it not been for the fact that by the time I got to it, yeah. it had been hugely hyped. And that was my deal too. How did you feel about this one? This one is fine. Yeah. It's pretty it's by the it's by the numbers big time. It's look, it's well produced, it's perfectly well made. Is it particularly interesting? No. Yeah, this is definitely this feels much more like a rocky film than a sequel to Creed 2. And totally I agree. Mostly that's because it's just not really all that good, <laughs> which makes me think of the Rocky films. Because, let's be honest. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of cheesy. It's a little bit soap opera-ish at times. You know, I mean, it just feels much more like a Rocky film than a Creed sequel, which I'm surprised about, especially given Sylvester's announcement that he's retiring the Rocky character. To me, it's like, I was hoping that these Creed films were going to be a little bit different. And, yeah, I feel like we were just back to Rocky. Let me tell you something I like about the film. When it, when it starts off, I do like the, the design and the lighting of the film. The total contrast between the fight that Drago has at the beginning, which looks total Eastern Bloc, Nowhereville, compared to Creed's first fight, which is for the world title, and it's, it's very Vegas, it's flashing lights and everything. Cool contrast there. Good bit of filmmaking, I thought. And it kind of sets Drago the Jr. up. Like, really, Drago is the Rocky of this film. Yeah, that's true. He's the underdog. Like, he's the one. He's got the shit job. He's up against the guy in Creed who is the world champion. Yeah. I was kind of, like, I wasn't cheering for Drago, but I was like, I could see how someone might. I do feel like they also, it's, it's nice that they're humanizing villains a bit more these days. But I do wonder whether they actually overstepped the line in humanising him too much in this film, to the point where you feel bad for Carl Drogo. Yeah, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, his dad is a dick. His dad is, like, basically torturing him as, as training. It's hard not to feel bad for this guy and be like, well, you are a tank. I feel like you could take Michael B. Jordan. Maybe you should be the world champ. You know who he reminded me of? The cave troll in Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> this giant, strong, kind of dim creature yeah. who you kind of got the vibes been led astray by his orc <laughs> friends. And if he was left alone, he'd, be, he'd probably be a kind of nice guy who doesn't really want to hurt anyone. Yeah. But it's been drilled into him that this is who you are. This is what you have to do. And then Aragorn sticks you. <laughs> oh, yep. Another another profound analogy from Toe. Thank you. <laughs> now, no one's expecting a particularly high level of performance from Dolph Lundgren, I don't think. <laughs> Like, it's Dolph Lundgren. You weren't? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, like, I understand getting him in there for the the callbacks and everything. Yeah. But do you think, this is my suspicion, that maybe it would be a more interesting film without Drago Sr.? Yeah, I feel like it would be a much more interesting film if it just weren't related to Rocky. That's what I mean by I feel like it's more of a Rocky sequel. Like, the first Creed had its tie-ins, obviously, but I felt like the story was at least- it, it's kind of own thing. This one is very much back to we are just calling back Rocky, where the bad guy is it's totally from a previous film. It's following on from that story. It's and to me that it I don't find it interesting at all. Because even the scene with Drago and Rocky is a really nothing scene. Yeah. Like Yeah. And this isn't a short really movie. nothing. Like it's not long, but it's over two hours. Yep. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff that could be taken out of this film. I mean, there's a good hour in the middle where there's not even fighting or training. 
it, it becomes a family drama. Mate, going that long without a montage, oh, that's cardinal sin. Unheard of. <laughs> um, speaking of that meeting, though, so Rocky still runs this restaurant, Adrian's. Yeah. Is it ever open? <laughs> Nobody like, is ever there. Is this thing doing business? Because even- how many times in the film do you reckon we are at Adrian's? Three, four? Three or four, yeah. And- I get the feeling it's at times of the day or evening when they should be open. Well, you even at one point see Rocky making pizzas and flipping pizzas. Yeah. And I'm going, are these for him? <laughs> is he dropping these down to a food bank? Which can, he is. Good on you, Rocky. Can he but- see the customers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing really well here at the restaurant. <laughs> yes, Rocky. That was the worst Sylvester Stallone <laughs> ever. You rip on me for my impressions all the time and you come out with that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sylvester Stallone. I am. Very good. (laughs) All right. Well, by the time, like, we have that kind of dud section in the middle of the film. By the time we get to fight time, Mm. good montage. I mean, it is want to be. The montage is better than the fight, though, I feel. Now, Rocky Four which this is kind of the direct callback is to Rocky IV. Rocky IV is the greatest film montage of all time, <laughs> hands down. It's amazing. In a series that is known for its montages. Um, this one, like, unfair to compare anything to Rocky IV, but this montage is good. Yeah. I, like, on the on the direction, the cinematography and everything, this is not a Ryan Coogler film. And I, th- I think you can feel that the whole movie, that this film is not as well made as Creed One. It's, it's playing it very safe. It's not as inventive. And I feel like the fights themselves really lost a lot of impact. You know, like you think about the first Creed, there's that really great fight scene, which is like the one take, the camera moving around, and you can really feel every punch and, and the sound design as well. I felt like this was really holding it back. And I've, in, a, in a really good Rocky movie, when a, when a punch is thrown, you flinch in the audience. And I just didn't feel that. Did how were you? Well, I've never flinched as the audience member. <laughs> well, you, you should. I'm pretty used to. Thing. I mean, you know what primary school I went. To. I'm, I'm used <laughs> that's, to. That's true. You're used to we things duck and weave. Your face. We, we called recess duck and weave time. Um, <laughs> I actually quite liked the fight scenes. Really? Yeah, they worked for me. Okay, uh, I feel like they they served their purpose, but I just don't think they were as well done as yeah. Creed One. But the montage was something else. I do like another another thing where I'll give this film points is that I like the handling of of Adonis becoming world champion and it is this kind of hollow victory that he beat this guy who was past his prime and even though he's world champion he hasn't really actually proven himself to be the best and that yeah. is kind of rattling around in Playing his on brain. His head. That I like because it just at least adds a, a different element there than alright he is absolute king shit now. Yeah that to me is the element of the story that works and I think that is the bit that is supposed to make you feel like he is still the underdog. Is that even though he's world champ, he's 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 scared. Yeah, you know, because when you see him up next to the cave troll, yeah, you're like, well, you're buggered, mate. And that to me and is what works. It's also, the- it that does kind of call into question though whether Michael B. Jordan, who is ripped yes. in this film, yes. But I actually often wonder that when they're talking about heavyweight champion of the world, what is the weight limit there? Because I know that you've got lightweight. We champion. would qualify. We would be heavyweight. <laughs> Except that we're not fit enough. It's, it's got little to do with muscle. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, oh, I just don't but know. But, yeah, you see Jordan next heavyweight. to Drogo, and, like, Drogo is so much bigger than He's, him. like, twice the size. Yeah. It's, there's no comparison. Yeah. <laughs> like, as utterly cut as Jordan got for the film. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And now, I'm not a fighting guy, but the other thing I really liked was the kind of 
I feel like they went a little bit more into the fight tactics and stuff in this one. I liked that in the final fight, it was, you know, basically played out because Drogo is used to winning in the first two rounds and, you know, you can kind of push him far enough, mm. then he's just he's just not used to it. Yeah. He's got no endurance. Well, that's what I would have done against Foreman back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I only know Foreman for his grills. <laughs> So I would kind of wait until the fat drips out of him. Because then, you know, when you've got the meat sweats and you're a bit, you kind of need a nap. Yes. That's when you go in. Yes. Whack, whack, whack. That, would, that would be my tactic. Um, but the, the fight stuff and the, yeah, the competitiveness of Adonis is what works me in the story. What doesn't work is the rest of the crap. I don't, I don't care about Tessa Thompson in this film. I don't feel like they, like, it's like, okay, we've got Tessa Thompson, which is great. And so now we need- we obviously need to use Tessa Thompson. Yeah. But we don't have a great idea of yeah, what to do with you know Tessa what? Thompson. Don't. Stop letting her sing. I love Tessa Thompson, but I don't I don't come to these movies to hear Tessa Thompson sing. Um, I, I was good with the bit at her gig. Uh, the I bit thought, at her gig was fine. Because I didn't get her singing when he was walking out into the ring. I, I thought that was pretty cool, actually. No, didn't care for Yeah, it. no, I was on board with that. Yeah, you would be. Uh, well, yeah, I'm <laughs> on board with anything Tessa Thompson. Because <laughs> yeah. um, Creed was the first time I'd seen her in anything. Yeah, right. And I was like- what hold the phone? Who is this? She was like for me. She was the best thing about Creed. I oh, thought I, she was amazing. I will agree with that. She was the best thing about. Creed. And so, all, like obviously, you've got to get her back for the sequel. I just didn't feel like they had a good enough plan for her. Yeah, I mean, also, are we supposed to believe that these guys in Philly could only afford like a junk box apartment? But oh, let's move to LA where we can afford a luxury. Like, see, I thought their apartment in Philly was just because you know they're they're living the life. Like they could have lived somewhere else, but they were they're cooler than that. Yeah, that was that was my take. But how do they afford that apartment in LA? Well, because by this point he is loaded. I guess they also like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, didn't you hear that I signed a record contract? <laughs> did you? <laughs> when did that happen? Well, she's been plugging away for uh, for years now. Yeah, exactly. And she's awesome. We know she's, she's awesome. Wait, but so she's been plugging away for years, and all she ever had to do was move to LA, and within a week, she'd have a record contract. Mate, that's how it works. That's not how it works. That's how it works. That is not how it works. Have you ever tried moving to LA? No. So, prove it. So, if we moved to LA, then we'd, we'd be like on K-Rock, like a big radio station? Yes. Yeah. All right, we should We'd do be that. everywhere. Why, why don't we do that? <laughs> it's a long way. <laughs> I like the cold. Yeah. I mean, LA, LA, clearly not for me. <laughs> yeah. Does have Disneyland? You'd be close to Disneyland. I'd I'd be happy with that. (laughs) There is a like at this point with with Rocky films, and I'm with you. I'm classing this as a Rocky film. Yeah, really. You'd be shocked if a Rocky film shocked you in any way. Yes, and this film it doesn't, but it kind of comes close. Really, in some ways, I think just with the the uncertainty that it that it plants in the main character, I think that at least opens the door to something surprising could happen. Now, it doesn't happen. It does But I'll at, least, I'll at least give the film credit for the fact that it planted the idea that something surprising could happen. <laughs> I, I, I think it's pretty faint. I'm stretching. It is faint praise. I think I would have been happier if he lost the belt. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I wouldn't have felt terrible for Drogo. No, that's what I mean. I feel like they actually took it a step too far with humanizing the villain to the point, you know, like you look at Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, where you agree with him, but you don't sympathize with him exactly. He kills a bunch of people. No, but you, you agree with at least his intentions, not with the methodology. 
And I feel like in this, they went, they just went that little bit further by making you actually empathize with him deeply and feel bad for him. Yeah, especially because cold Russian woman is cold Russian woman. Oh, mate, isn't she hideous? <laughs> I mean, I don't like to talk about people's looks. Because, yes, you I mean, do. Because, I mean, look Every at me. Every bloody week. <laughs> Elizabeth Vicky is a giant, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, she, oh, man. She was very Russian. <laughs> I was like, it was like cartoonish. It's like, here's yeah. cold Russian woman back and we've turned it up to 11. <laughs> yeah. One thing I did like is that young uh, Carl Drago has virtually no dialogue in the film. <laughs> I, I actually really liked that. I think that's a cool character trait that is underutilized. I think people in film forget that it's a visual medium. And everyone needs to talk all the time and say how they're feeling. And I really like that they went the complete opposite direction. The cave troll has no lines in, really? fe in Fellowship of the Ring. More comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I could extrapolate exactly the childhood that the cave troll had where he just wanted to play. Yeah. And then the orcs were like, nah, you're coming over here to do evil stuff. Yeah. Every day he went to his dad and he was like, let's play catch. And his dad was like, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what Troll. happened. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> As ever, the great um, the great lie of all Rocky films is that it kind of makes exercise look fun. Yeah. We know that's not a fact. Yeah. But you can't deny that while you're watching it, you're like, I could get into some of this. I know. I want to get out. I want to get out and sweat until I puke because it looks great. I know. You're like, and then, like I, I, I want to get dropped in a shack in the middle of the desert and, and have to chase a car. That's right. And I want to lift a weight with a brace attached to my head. And then you walk back to your car <laughs> and you're like, whew. Yeah. You hoof down a Big Mac on the way home and you're like- no, nah, not for me. <laughs> you, you just had one, though. That's good. Just one. I'm okay. getting better. So, for you, that is exercising. <laughs> you were exercising restraint. I was exercising my jaw. <laughs> I don't think we can talk about a Rocky film without talking about the score. So the score in this film done by Ludwig Göransson, young bloke, first film only four years ago, so not the original composer, but uses a lot of it. Yep. How, I mean, how did you feel about the music? I feel like it bordered a little... Too much on throwbacks. Well, I think we had this discussion with some of the Star Wars films earlier this year where we spoke about how Rogue One, you didn't think it had enough. Han Solo, I thought, had too much. Where were you on this? Uh, this one worked for me, um, which, again, like as we've said probably before, is a sign of the ridiculous standards we hold Star Wars to. Yeah, that's that, true. Um, but, yeah, no, the score in, in this film worked for me. I didn't, I didn't find the, the kind of the recall value too much because I was like, it's a Rocky film. So Yeah, and at the end whatever. of the day- and it, was, and it was different. It was still its own thing. Yeah. It's still had its own flavor that was Creed, not Rocky. So I was I was on board with it, actually. At the end of the day, I think I agree. The only thing with the Rocky film for me is it, it's almost a little dated now. Like, it, it's kind of cheesy. And so when it first comes up, it, it took me out of the film a little bit. But then as you get used to it, you're like, well, they had to. <laughs> like, and it- and it it does inspire you. <laughs> yeah, that like that shit works. It it does. Like as cheesy as it sounds, you hear that music and you want to go. You want to run up the steps. Yeah, because I was like I was interstate for work when I when I saw it with a with one of the guys we work with, and like we walked back from the cinema to our the hotel we were staying at, and the whole way he was just like, he's like shadow boxing down the streets. I was like, someone's gonna call the cops, man. <laughs> You know, I've run up those steps. Those have you? Steps. I have. Run. 
No, I did. Okay. I ran. I was puffed as a nun when I got up there. <laughs> but I, I ran. Yeah. I, I did find it interesting that the steps play a bit of a role in this film. Okay. That I liked. This kind of self-referential thing That's actually kind of works for me. Have we seen that in any of the previous Rocky films? Like, are these steps unknown thing to Rocky, to fans of the boxer Rocky in the films. I can't remember. They're kind of referencing real life here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually, that worked for me. I was all right with it. Yeah. Okay. And, and it worked for me with it, like it is a character moment. Yeah. And I thought that it, one, made sense yep. for them. And two, actually, yeah, was effective. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. And, and it was, I, I know I've told you this, but Sylvester Stallone commissioned that statue himself. Yep. <laughs> and he's got an identical one in his house. You know, the funniest story about That's one in the- his house. So that one was actually, because for the original film, he commissioned two, so they would have a backup. The second one stayed in storage for ages. And I think it was about three years ago, they auctioned it off. He bought it. Nobody, nobody, he bought it to keep in his house because nobody else bought it. Oh, so it wasn't like he outbid a bunch of people. No. Nah, he just it- rolled up and he was like, Fried brother. <laughs> and he bought the Rocky statue to keep in his own house. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, you don't have a statue of yourself at home. Yeah, and also- Don't be that guy. Stop wearing the fedora. So, like, hey. Nah, he's, he's off old. on the fedora. You can't pull it off. He can't pull it off. He's too old now. Nah, he's- Nah, you go. It, you it, go, Rocky. Nah, because every time he does take it off, I expect him to be bald underneath. Well, that's I think that's just you <laughs> thinking about yourself a bit these days, isn't it, Billy? That hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. Maybe you should start wearing a fedora. I've got the old fryer tuck going on. <laughs> so all in all, enjoyable experience. What are you rating it? It's fine. It's got- There are good points about it. All in all, is it particularly good? No. Five out of ten. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. I was kind of leaning to a six. I think I'm going to stick with a five, though. It, like, it's it's fine. If you're a fan of Rocky, a best friend of mine from old, old days, probably my oldest friend since we were, like, five, he is he's a fighting nut. He's into UFC, does Mai Tai kickboxing. He's big into boxing. And he- would love this movie. I know that he saw it opening night and the week leading up to it, he watched every single Rocky movie, like one a night, just building up to it. And if you're that guy, you'll love this movie. Like, no doubt about it. If you're not already a Rocky fan or you're not into that whole thing, I don't know how much I'd recommend it. I reckon a five is fair. Speaking for other people, let me just try this. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that if if you love Rocky, you're really going to like this film. Yeah, I think you might even like it more than the first If you loved Creed, you'll like this film, is my guess. That's Because it's not as good as Creed. Yeah. But it's still- Look, the the ingredients are still there. That's that's exactly where I'm on it, too. All right. That was good fun. What are we doing next week? Throwing it into reverse, aren't we? We sure are, with a movie I've never seen that you're telling me I have to watch. Just me? Or the world? (laughs) The world is telling- Well- not everybody knows I haven't seen it. All right, well, about but to find I, out. I guess now I have to reveal I have never seen The Godfather. In fact, I've never seen any of The Godfathers, but we're only watching the first one, aren't we? We are. Good, because it's pretty it would long. Be weird I don't have a lot of time. Other Godfathers, but not number one. <laughs> so, so we're going to remedy that. We are going to remedy that. Obviously, Beth was not here this week. Will she be there next oh, week? Oh, we did say that we might have Beth this week. Yeah. Clearly, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Her Sorry, fault. Beth. <laughs> it is her fault. It was really hard to line up a time. We're hoping Beth will be here for Godfather, but- Let's not promise anything. Yeah. So if you if you're only listening to hear if Beth is coming, well then we don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs>
But she might be here. She, she might, might well be here. Ah, well, you're all right. Come on back. <laughs> yeah. Come on back, listeners. <laughs> well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you're on them Twitters, hop over to at the IMDB journey. Give them a follow too because they're great. And vote for us in the draft because ours is better. Ours is better. Not because we're telling you to, but because it's better. Well, we think so, because we picked them. We did pick them, so because it's better. We're a little biased, <laughs> yeah. but also, it's better. <laughs> better. <laughs> Catches. Podcast montage. <laughs> what would be involved in a podcast it'd, montage? It'd be bad. <laughs> it'd be real bad. Classic Russian move by them at the beginning of the film, though. They've um, just invaded Ukraine. Good for them. <laughs> Playing to type. I don't know what you're talking about. He's Mr. Talking- Current Affairs Billy. 